0: Hey, what's happening? A little after 5 p.m. Pacific time. <clears throat> Wednesday, September 8, 2021. And it's uh, been another big big news day for the Biden administration. Fauci poked his head into things. We had blatant racism and hate crimes in California at uh, what I'd say was an event for the most popular most likely to win challenger to Gavin Newsom if the recall is passed, and that would be Larry Elder. We'll talk about what happened to Larry today during a simple walk somewhere in LA County. And of course, a white female had to remind Larry what racism really looks like and really remind all of us. It was something. Um, <clears throat> Joe Biden still can't speak without reading from the podium, literally. Uh, that's um, He's had moments like this before, where he has some kind of cognitive defective recall, where he says things like salute Marine. And he's clearly been taught tactics that I imagine you're taught when you're suffering from cognitive decline so that you can remember things and you repeat things to yourself and you have a plan and it's probably quite a struggle. Well, today when finishing his remarks on things like the hurricane and COVID, he just kind of kept reading. and. It had instructions, stop speaking, turn away, stop answering questions, and, you know, it's it's really awkward. And people are just scratching their heads. There's word from insiders at the White House that, and I, I can't imagine working directly for this guy. It's got to be difficult. You go through the same preparation every time only to see him just step on himself anytime he get, stands behind a podium. Uh, I mean... So they literally, there's word that some of them just don't listen. Once he's done, once he's prepared and he hobbles on out there to do, God knows what he's going to do, either yell at somebody or stammer or do what, whatever, look really bad either way. The people who work closest with him can't even, they can't even continue to listen. It's got to be, it's got to be painful. Um, We're going to talk about what he plans on doing for COVID. He's got some big announcements tomorrow. God help us all. Um, that's, that's going to be quite interesting. I've got something in my notes here to share that Google has circulated as an internal document, as a guide to white supremacy. You're not going to believe some of the phrases and things that Google leadership thinks are covert white supremacy terms. It's uh, it's unbelievable, but actually when you look at the types of censorship we have in social media from the internet, and the power Google has with their search engines and their advertising power, they can do whatever they want. So I guess it's not surprising that um, that Google's gone overboard beyond what was considered woke and what was considered extreme, their way past it with what they define as white supremacy or white nationalism. But first, Biden today, and it's always a, an underhand pitch, we'll start. We'll start with his plan. Apparently his Build Back Better infrastructure plan will solve all all the financial damages and problems caused by disasters like Hurricane Ida to the point where once we do what he tells us, once our tax dollars go towards what Joe Biden says we should spend them on to stop climate change, of course, that disasters like Hurricane Ida will not cause a dollar in damage down the line. Down the line. What the hell does that even mean? What he's saying is everything's going to be built back better after the damage that the next time a massive act of God rarely before seen hurricane like Ida rolls through and not only does tremendous damage upon landfall but its entire path towards the Northeast that Joe Biden's plan is going to make it so that fema no longer has a role in the government i mean once he's done he might as well disband fema or at least any of the people that deal with storm damage because as he said hurricane ida and disasters like it will no longer cause a dollar in damage down the line category four near five hurricane will not cause a dollar in damage it's the stuff he just pulls out of his ass and says in his opponents question it, but the sycophants, the people that are his foundation, that carried him across the finish line for the election, they don't. They just seem to move on. They ignore it. It's the double standard, right? I mean, Joe Biden's not held to the same standard—not only Trump, but any Republican ever, ever is, or ever will be. And he's—he's he's just going to keep saying things and 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 miscues and incorrectly talking about, I mean, it's just, you know, they're never consistent. Um, You take the other Democrats that open their big mouths today, Nancy Pelosi and Jen Psaki. So the White House and the Speaker of the House are completely off when it comes to funding and how to pay for the $3.5 trillion, so to speak, infrastructure plan. Pelosi says she thinks they got enough to pay for half of it enough to support half of it. Saki, we can afford it. We can pay for it all just about an hour apart. They have no idea. These aren't serious people who've ever had real any real jobs, I've said it before, making these decisions. They've just been living behind the political curtain for in Nancy Pelosi's case, decades. <clears throat> and now They're actually having a chance to impact all of our lives, to really negatively impact it, and they can't even tell us how they're going to pay for it. They can't even align on whether they're paying for half of it, whether they can pay for all of it. Again, like Biden, they're just pulling it out of their ass. They do it better than Biden because Biden's suffering from cognitive decline. At the same time, let's day trip across the country to an event, really walking from an event, Larry Elder, The leader and the leading opponent against Gavin Newsom in the recall was attacked. There is video, very clear, by a woman with pink hair wearing a gorilla mask. Again, Larry Elder is the black Republican conservative radio host and I would say conservative icon from South Central Los Angeles, grew up in Crenshaw, black male conservative had a white lady wearing a gorilla mask. Now, based on the remaining exposed parts of her body and what I can see, we should be glad she was wearing a mask. But it was a gorilla mask, so we know that wasn't random. And from four feet away, this supreme athlete, this pasty, clearly never done a push-up, couldn't do an assisted pull-up to save her life, leftist feminist, attempted to hit Larry Elder with an egg and from about three and a half, four feet away, missed. But you can see it clearly. The egg flies by and some of Larry Elder's people attempt to corral her and her teammates. There was about, seemed like seven or eight of them heckling Larry. But this white girl with colored hair, no shocker, sorry, probably some other... I would say instruments or ornaments on her face that we can't see to make her all the more interesting and sassy, decided she was going to put on a gorilla mask and commit a hate crime today against a black man in Los Angeles. Did you hear about it? Probably not. Imagine Kamala Harris in the same scenario while she's in California this week, campaigning to vote no on the recall and to protect her boy toy, Gavin Newsom. Imagine if this had happened to her. If a white woman in a gorilla mask had attempted to throw an egg at Kamala Harris. This would be honestly a savior story for the left-wing press because they could run it 24-7. There would be analyses after analyses, commentary, opinion, and it would last at least a week on the true problem, the true terror this country's facing. I'm surprised somebody hasn't done it to give the media a leg up, hasn't done this to Kamala Harris, but somebody did it out of the hatred of her her racist heart today while on a bicycle. But mind you, she wasn't riding at the same time. So don't think she missed because she had to manage riding a bike at the same time. She had both feet down. And in true just non-athlete fashion, elbow down with the flick of the wrist, looking awful in every aspect of the motion. Mrs. Larry, fortunately. But then one of his his aides did a pretty brave thing in just confronting the people and slowing them down. And a woman even larger, more rotund, more pale, with even cheaper tattoos. This lady looks like she had her kids get a hold of the ink. She slams an egg on the back of this man's head while a black man in a bandana screaming at Larry was very threatening. But fortunately, Larry was able to get in his vehicle and leave very classy about it, handled it well, didn't really react. But that happened today. The people who call you racist, call me racist, call Republicans and conservatives and Trump supporters racist, bigot, homophobes are not reporting an actual racist event an attack motivated by hate there's no other way to define it it's their term hate crime is what they created they wanted a horrible crime to be just a little bit worse and make it a hate crime which is a useless activity frankly but it's their world they define the term they crammed it down our throats we have one here on camera not one of these fake ones where we find a swastika or a noose or something of that nature and a black male or female actually did it to generate attention and to generate a response to put racism the crutch that it is for so many people to put it back on the headlines i mean there have been hundreds of those hundreds jesse Smolier was the most famous Believe me, it wasn't the only one. His was the most bold, the most fraudulent, the most obnoxious. He's still got a career. It helps that he's gay. That gives him an extra card to play. So Hollywood's happy to help him back. But think about it. Larry got attacked today. Have you heard anything? Is it on CNN? Was it? I don't know. MSNBC? NBC? Is Good Morning America or the Today Show going to open with that tomorrow? and mentioning... Maybe racism isn't what the liberal media has defined for us and shaped for us. That the original party of the Ku Klux Klan and the Confederacy might still be racist. And what you have here is something different. This is the racism of the elite. Mind you, this is not an elite human being, but this is her elitism. The balls, the nerve the arrogance for her as a white female, privileged, using their terms, that, she, that it is okay for her to define Larry Elder as a racist, so much so she's going to wear a gorilla mask and try to commit assault. And she did. She attempted to throw the, the egg and hit him with it. There should be an investigation, federal, based on the standard we know now, going after this woman and anybody who aided and abetted her. Nothing will happen. Nothing. That's my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. I absolutely hope I'm wrong. While at the same time, Kamala Harris is getting booed, is getting heckled by protesters. At least we have Californians who are able to show up and throw shade on Kamala. She deserves it. She's useless She couldn't barely get the support of her own people running for president from that state for the nomination. And that's how either out of touch or desperate Gavin Newsom is. We talked about it yesterday. He's got her out there laughing away, waving away and calling it a Republican steal. No, your guy did a terrible job during COVID and was a hypocrite the entire time. He has this coming. God willing, it will happen. But we are, we, are in, we are back in the news vacuum if you look at Politico, CNN, MSNBC. There's no mention. Nothing. Afghanistan is over. They don't care, as we know more today, that the State Department is involved in blocking civilian flights with Americans on it. Jen Psaki tried to defend it today, did a decent job. She's trying to make it about safety and vetting people. okay then how about the safety and vetting of the people coming across the Southern border every day illegally or of the thousands that were allowed to just jump on a plane and weren't vetted until they arrived at a military base in the United States. Now, all of a sudden, after the horses left the barn and the planes aren't even flying to U S destinations, they have coordination with Qatar and other neighboring countries or countries in the region. This from people on the ground who have been interviewed, they're talking about the specifics of what is available. And they're saying this whole line that the Taliban is blocking flights is complete bullshit. That it's the State Department and some kind of verification nonsense that's keeping Americans trapped. And they're not working with these civilian operations. They're not working with any civilians to get these people back. And they're using the excuse that there may be some Afghans, maybe people on those flights that haven't been vetted. The problem is, maybe that's true, but many of them are Afghans that helped us, that may have been on the U.S. payroll, that are allies, that just don't have the paperwork. In many cases, the Taliban took it from them. It's funny, though, when the Secretary of State, Blinken, in a different press conference, claims it's the Taliban who are keeping the flights there He says it's not a hostage situation. So which is it? Are they being held hostage by the Taliban or by the State Department? I don't know which is worse. It's really embarrassing if it's true that paperwork is keeping Americans stranded at an airport controlled by the Taliban. I just, I have a hard time getting my my head around that. And it's again like with the speaker and the white house on the infrastructure plan and funding the full 3.5 trillion whether it's afghanistan they have no idea what they're saying they can't they can't coordinate because they really haven't agreed upon anything there's no leadership there's no structure this is truly amateur hour or to describe using obama's term when he was trying to downplay Al Qaeda, the country's being run by the JV team. There's no way to get around it. Um, polls are getting worse for Biden. The YouGov Economist poll, um, the first one since Afghanistan really took a nosedive, has Biden's approval, I talked about yesterday, under 40%. This is crazy. Overall, it's 3950. Men have an approval of 36. Women, you guys really got to get your shit together. You approve of him at 42%. White men with no degree, 28% approval. White women with a degree, again, not a really strong statement for the college degree, ladies. White women with a degree still give Joe Biden a 53% approval rating. Take the women part out of it. This confirms everything I've thought about the modern college degree. From an actual results and impact standpoint on how we can evaluate someone's professional potential, I think the average college degree is not worth the paper it's printed on. Totally useless. Your parents paid thousands upon thousands for an experience and really a chance for the academics of this world to indoctrinate you on things like socialism and to make you even more of an emotional judge on how to, on what to do on making decisions. I think it makes people less structured, more coddled. I think it's one of the biggest ripoffs of our time, the modern American college air quotes degree. That checkbox can mean so many different things. And I would venture to say that nine out of 10 of them really did nothing for anybody. I mean, let's be real. You go party at a fraternity or sorority for four years. You do a little bit, show up past your classes and, and I'm supposed to think you're ready for a job in my company? Because what? You showed up to most of your classes for four years? Okay. I mean, just a degree, but well, there you go. Now, the black approval is even a little better, 55.26, but that is historically a tad low for a Democrat. It's disappointing that 55% of black Americans polled by The Economist 55% give Joe Biden an approval rating. Um that's that's a little higher than I would I would want to believe. Hispanics are down to 41%. That's going to be a weak weak spot for Democrats Democrats next year in 2022 midterms and in 2024. And they're panicking about that. They have since Trump outperformed himself in 2020 compared to his 2016 with Hispanic voters. Registered voters give Joe Biden an approval rating of 43. Dems at 77 because they're scumbags. Most of them are liberals and most of them are sociopaths. You got to love the GOP. Apparently, there are some people in there, 9% approval. So you jerks, you funny guys who get asked, you know, while you're drunk, maybe, it's real funny. I get it. You want to show up on the radar and you're showing your friends right now. (laughs) I fucking gave them an approval. I approved Joe Biden, dude, check it out. You're one of those 9%. Congratulations. Really, really quite an accomplishment. Independence, thirty-five percent approval to fifty-six percent disapprove. That's fantastic to see. That's that's a big L for Democrats anytime or any any party if you're underwater that much with independence. But overall, thirty nine percent of those polled give them an approval. That is low, and I talked about it yesterday, and I need to look it up now that it's happened. When is the last time in their first year of a presidency has someone had a below forty percent approval and have they pulled it off in about eight months? I don't think we've officially hit nine months yet. It's been eight months since he was inaugurated. And the guy the guy has just he's turned out to be everything we feared. He's just done it so quickly all the while turning his back anytime he doesn't want to hear a question and walking away and actually repeating what he sees on the paper, stop and walk away is basically what he said today. That's our president. And if it seems like some cosmic joke, I I tell you, it's not. The only things scarier than Joe Biden are the people that are willing to look you in the face and tell you that he's doing a good job. I think some of them actually believe it. Be afraid of them. Keep those people away from your kids. They have nothing positive to offer you or your family. Anyone who can't be honest right now and say Joe Biden is a tank of shit and doing a terrible job is not somebody you want to associate with. If they're willing to BS themselves about that, they'd BS themselves and believe just about anything to a point where they'd endanger you or someone you care about. And they're out there. You see them on social media. They will, they will ride this Titanic all the way to the ocean floor. And at the same time, at college football games and other large venues this weekend, the F.U. chance, but they say it, F.U. Biden breaking out all across the country. And this is about a guy that they tell us received 81 million votes. I don't buy it. There is some word out of Maricopa County. They think they have something in the canvassing versus registered voter numbers. I, I've i only seen one website talk about it. It's the Gateway Pundit. They are heavily vested in this Arizona recount and audit to the point where I don't know if anybody at the Gateway Pundit will accept if they're just not able to find anything. They're claiming they found something today and I, I am not happy with it as far as vetting it. I've cross-referenced it with social media and some data people who are digging through it now. Because when, when the Gateway Pundit and the right-wing sites say breaking hyphen huge, results of canvassing in Arizona release, and in capital letters, they say election steal is now confirmed. Guys, I don't believe this is a confirmation of anything. I don't think it's anywhere close. I wanted to say that. I didn't mention it in the opening Wasn't sure if I'd get to it, but it's staring me right in the face. And I, again, implore you not to get your hopes up with this. When I say hopes, I mean, we might learn a few things, but there will not be any measurable results. We've already benefited in Arizona. They've already passed legislation signed by the government to ensure that anything like this doesn't happen again in their next, next election. Of course, that legislation was racist and all that, but it's the law of the land. So that's the good news. But we are not—we um, are not going to endorse this. I'm not going to get on board with this until I read more. Just know that there's some results, and they think they have numbers that are vastly different from you know actual votes versus registered voters canvassed in particular zip codes. But so far, the smoking guns they claim. Have been countered effectively by the data people I've read. Now the data people, all of them that got involved with this ever since it started, are definitely left leaning, but they're not partisan Democrats, and they, you know, their pages are full of partisan Democrats. But again, we'll give it some time. Um, you know, it's a reminder how lucky we are. While the Taliban, you know, we've got people trying to figure out how to fix our elections. At least we have them. Um, The most amazing thing with the Taliban today is they announced their government and it's got four people that were detainees at Guantanamo Bay until Obama traded them for that clown Bo Bergdahl, the deserter, who was lucky that we spent any blood going to get him. Men were killed trying to rescue him and we got him back in a trade that looks like a fantasy football league's biggest joke or if you're the manager that tried this trade your worst nightmare i mean it's like trading two top running backs a top quarterback and a number one receiver for a fucking kicker and a kicker that you don't even know is going to show up for the game and might at the last minute leave you a roster hole for those of you don't follow fantasy football i promise that's as far as i didn't do as i'm going to i don't do it anymore either But I did, and I used to enjoy it. Now the NFL is just shit, and I'm not going to do anything to support them. But this is what, it's the worst trade ever. It's a trade that if you ran a fantasy football league, you would block it. It's unfair to the rest of the teams in the league. But Obama did it. Obama traded four top picks for a kicker. And those four top picks are now in top positions in the newly announced all-male Taliban government. That's right, State Department. Oh, they're shocked. Actually, the term, the diplomatic term that they used, and whenever you read this, you know it's because they're stupid, is that they're concerned. They are concerned at the lack of women in the newly elected or newly formed, not elected, interim Taliban government for Afghanistan. Really, State Department? You guys are surprised that there are no women in any position you're not surprised. You just want to pretend that you you tried to be strong for women, that you had any say. The Taliban is laughing at you, and they're going door to door seeking payment, payback on anybody to include female judges. I still haven't read anything about the first female Afghani pilot, Afghan pilot she's missing. There are, there are videos of beatings, They had the guts, the people, the women and and citizens of Afghanistan yesterday took to the streets in protest of the Taliban and its new government. And the Taliban began firing over their heads. We hope not at people. They were beating them back with sticks. This is full Taliban. And these are the guys, the Biden administration decided they want to work with. And it's just going to get worse even after we supposedly get every American out of there, a fully run Taliban government is going to just cause horrifying theater for us and the rest of the world. Now, again, the media will not touch it. Once the last American, once we get Americans out and there are no more reports of Americans being left behind, anybody else left behind, anybody pleading for help, it's going to fall on deaf ears unless it's really Fox News. They're not going to cover it. They're just not. Um, this is because they have to rescue Joe Biden and they're getting nervous about the midterms. And so what is Joe going to do? Joe's going to come out tomorrow with some sort of, it can only be guidance, but word is he's going to do more with private businesses and it, you know, he can't do a vaccine mandate. But Jen Psaki, in her most smug way today, when asked about some of these announcements, that's what I'll call them, when Biden, quote, addresses the testing situation. So he's gonna talk about different things, COVID, and apparently they want to improve testing. I think testing is always important if you can do it at an effective time. To me, when someone already has COVID and they're sick, getting tested to confirm it, okay, I mean, they really probably aren't going anywhere anyway, they're sick. But if there is some accuracy in testing somebody before they go anywhere and you can catch it rapidly, this you know, 48 hour, even 24 hour nonsense, I don't see what it does for anybody. You get tested, come, we'll let you know if you're sick while you walk around and potentially spread something. So he's gonna address that. But Jen Psaki mentioned in sort of, in her way of dodging the question about what Biden's going to announce tomorrow. She said that to, you know, and will there be, the person asked that there'll be additional hardships or restrictions. She said that will depend on whether you're vaccinated or not. So, you know, does this sound familiar? Are are the unvaccinated going to be given separate drinking fountains or separate seats or sections on the train or the bus? If you're unvaccinated, are you going to be asked to eat in a different part of the restaurant or just wait outside and take takeout only? See where I'm going here? This division is a division they can win at. They've decided, they know that pitting the vaccinated against the unvaccinated is a net positive for the left. They wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Now, Fauci's trying to scream at everybody. He's always selective about it. While, you know, while college football season opens, the NFL's opening this weekend, massive crowds. And what you may not know is this has been happening with professional soccer in Europe for a few weeks now, and there have been no spikes nothing noticeable with COVID. So at the same time, you have um, college football opening. I mean, one of the clips I saw was Wisconsin. They always play jump around to open up the game, and it hadn't been played, and this this ritual hadn't been done in 651 days. So the crowd was pretty amped up. It's the America I'm glad I'm a part of. I totally support it. We're done with this crap. But Fauci's beside himself. Couldn't admonish the country more about it. And of course, all the doomsday people are back and telling us we're all going to die again. Now, when Lollapalooza happened a couple weeks ago in Chicago, you didn't hear about Fauci. You heard about Sturgis, but other massive events that might have involved the left. Fauci never touches it. He is a good soldier. He has become, he, he has been seanced and put in a trance by the left in Washington, D.C., especially since COVID started. That happens to a lot of people that get elected to power. Rush Limbaugh warned all the new Republicans after the big 1994 sweep of the House of Representatives and the Senate. He warned the freshman incoming members at their orientation. They had Rush speak and he said, do not fall for the cute blonde or the attractive reporter that will make you care about what they think because they are against you. And unfortunately, a lot of those dudes in that orientation didn't hear Rush clear enough. Same things happened to Fauci. His boyfriend, Anderson Cooper, has him on all the time. He knows where his bread is buttered because it's about legacy and image for him. And he's looking real bad right now. When you have this Freedom of Information Act come out yesterday, and more people are looking at it, even doctors friendly to him, and they're highlighting one part of the 900-page Document release, and that is the part where Fauci's had an organization, I can't remember the name, that was funded, a nonprofit, I believe, but it doesn't matter. It's it's from the NIH when Fauci was in charge. They funded this organization. These funds were specifically used by the Wuhan Institute of Virology to study coronaviruses. And, and this is where Fauci lied, to practice and study gain of function, where they essentially mutate the virus itself and inject it into mice that have human cell structures they basically can create a near equivalent of the human lung and other anatomy in mice and so in Ch- in china in wuhan hmm where it started this practice was employed and funded by fauci's nih which he denied under oath to the us senate and duran paul and Let's say he admitted it. Two of the doctors I heard today said, this is a very dangerous and still controversial method of studying viruses. Very dangerous because you're making it. You're not waiting for nature to mutate it for animal to human transition. You're initiating, you're fostering that yourself in a lab, supposedly protected. Knowing this, are you going to still, is somebody going to still tell me it's conspiracy theory? that this somehow accidentally probably walked out of the Wuhan lab and then the Chinese sat on it. I mean, the Chinese aren't playing. They talked about illicit and illegal fentanyl, right, coming across the border, many times used to uh, lace and and tamper with recreational drugs. You have people that are trying ecstasy for the first time that die of fentanyl overdoses. Cartels get into beefs with each other and they do this. to, to poison a shipment as vengeance, not caring. These are, these are horrible people not caring about the victims. They're doing it just to damage the business of their rival, rival gangs. It's all coming from China. And you have a president, it's really scary. We step away from Afghanistan and think about foreign policy. Rewind a couple years ago, before COVID especially, when Trump was focused on defeating China in trade holding them accountable for issues in intellectual property and all the all the information and technology and research stealing that they do that the communist chinese do it's what they specialize in trump was going after them now we have a president who has donors friendly to china he himself is friendly to china and is not interested not only in stopping illegal crossings of the border. He's trying to get around the Supreme Court ruling that says he has to go back to the stay in Mexico policy. They're trying to show that they're adhering to it, but with some light version. And I'm waiting to hear what they come up with because they're supposed to respond. They might just ignore it. But it's not just the people coming across. It's these illicit drugs, in particular fentanyl. I mean, they catch the, the feds catch people carrying amounts of fentanyl that they say could kill an entire city one person carrying that. And it's good they're catching him but what are they not catching? Because it's almost the same stat. The number of COVID deaths in the United States compared to the number of fentanyl overdoses in the U.S. If you take in opioids and everything, I mean, these drugs are coming from China. China's hitting us on two fronts. I mean, is it terrorism if it's not overtly intentional? I think it is. I know the Chinese knew about Corona, knew about COVID-19 and still let their people go on their Lunar New Year travels, which happened to be in February. They knew about the virus in Wuhan. They knew what letting millions and millions of Chinese travel the world, which they do. I mean, the country shuts down for Lunar New Year for like nine days. And The Chinese people travel to see if it's their time within Asia, North America, Europe, you name it. They should have stopped it. Trump had already shut down travel to China by then. That didn't stop them from hitting the world. And I believe their government knew exactly what they were doing. They had problems in Hong Kong. They needed things to slow down. They knew if the world could be shut down with something or even inconvenienced, it would put Trump and his allies would put their focus on something else. Well, it couldn't have worked out better for them. They're back to basically at hundred percent operability while we're still fighting amongst each other and trying to keep keep people in business keep people in schools, keep kids going to school, and still fighting to keep businesses open. So it's really scary the move they pulled on us, and we know there was some intent there. But you know, I mentioned the the COVID data yesterday in the Delta. The numbers are always a they're a little more delayed, the final CDC numbers, but a couple weeks ago, we were in the 172,000 cases per day. These are based on tests. Now we're in the low 100s. And if you look at the graph, there is a sharp decline. Hopefully that continues. Um, What will continue for sure, even if we experience a decline and hopefully the end of Delta and a leveling off to a low, low um, infection issue and hopefully natural immunity and the vaccines we've had are going to finally do the trick, um, but all the while, even if that happens, the left is going to commit itself, and you're still going to hear the language of where the we're worse than we were. Heard this day, we're worse off than we were a year ago. What a joke! What a joke! I mean, over half the country fully vaccinated, millions with natural immunity, and you're going to try to tell people this was an MSNBC news babe trying to tell people hey, we're worse off than we were last year. Come on. The people who believe that, they just like being scared. We all know them. The people that are double masking, wearing masks outside, they probably have CDC alerts coming to their phone, not only about COVID, but maybe a bad batch of eggs at the grocery store. The the pandemic has really damaged them beyond repair. In moving on and living again, you got to leave some of the enemy behind. The people that are gnashing it at us and saying horrible things and telling us that we have blood on our hands because we don't wear a mask. I don't feel like carrying their bodies back to the new or to the normal world. I feel like when we get back to full normal, it's going to be kind of nice with them not around. They'll be sitting inside. They'll be downloading movies and continuing to order Uber Eats and getting massive. Let them. Right. Just don't bitch at us because we want to go to a football game. or We want to go on vacation. It's the omagerd crowd. They can't, this is, they've become addicted to getting onto social media and telling us we're all going to die when we dare to go somewhere in public. After these football games, it is the same wash, rinse, repeat. Oh my God, can you believe it? Super spreader. How selfish. They're all going to die, and then everybody pretends that they give a crap about all those fans at the Wisconsin game or at the Arkansas game or you name it. I mean, if you looked at those games this weekend, my America is open. It has been for a while, but that was a public display of being super open, and it was pretty exciting to see. Um, I'll close with something I talked about in the beginning. I got it from Andrew Sullivan. I'm really enjoying just hearing from him again if you don't know who Andrew Sullivan is, he came he's openly gay and conservative. He's one of the very few um, well-known columnists and authors um, who is gay and on the right. And he was a big Trump critic, not a big supporter. Andrew comes from the more, I would say, shamelessly civil, maybe to a fault, Republican Party. But man, is he an absolute demon when it comes to woke culture. And he shared this Um, Google lead somebody with in a leadership position um, had an internal document called anti-racism resources containing readings and racial consciousness exercises. Just take a moment and think about what a job would be like, what hell that would be, that one of the requirements to work and be paid and to live and survive was to read and have to participate in racial consciousness exercises. One of the graphics I'm looking at it claims that anybody who talks about being colorblind, that's the big one. If you're going to tell someone that you're blind, that you don't see color or race, that is a key sign of white supremacy. Know that, that you are a privileged white supremacist to them if you dare say that you're colorblind, so be careful. Talking about Columbus Day um weaponizing whiteness and of course the phrase make america great again are covert white supremacy uh discriminatory lending tone policing blaming the victim i mean they love victimhood bootstrap theory there's stuff there's stuff on here i don't even know treating kids of color as adults inequitable health care everything's inequitable to these people you don't sound black. Well, that's a shitty thing to say. Yeah. Um, And there's a line. It's a pyramid. Above the line is overt white supremacy and in parentheses, socially unacceptable. Lynching is at the top. Yeah, that makes sense. Pretty sure hanging a dude from a tree um, is is super bad. And if it's for racial means or racially motivated and, and it's done by a white person, that is overt white supremacy. Neo-Nazis, racial slurs, KKK, there's this big thick black line. Below it is covert white supremacy. That's where they want to get you. And it's the fatter part of the pyramid. Um, don't blame me. I never owned slaves. Um, I'll say it. Don't fucking blame me because I had nothing to do with slavery. So I guess I'm a covert white supremacist. I don't want to take blame. I'm not interested in taking blame for any issues somebody has today if it's an issue they're trying to pin on something that happened over 100 years ago, shit over 10 years ago. If I wasn't there and I wasn't involved in it, I'm not going to hear about it. So I might not say, don't blame me. I never owned slaves. I'm just probably going to say, don't blame me asshole. Can you put that in quotes on your pyramid? Because I can fit it right in there under the black line. I'm happy to take take as many phrases of mine you want and squeeze them onto your fatty pyramid there. I don't care. But this is at Google. This is what they're watching for. And this is they can leverage it. You, you watched companies that they don't like. If they can label them as covert white supremacists, they can kick them off of Google ads. They can make them unsearchable. That'll kill most businesses that rely on e-commerce. You're screwed. So good for Andrew Sullivan. I follow him on Twitter now. He's at Sully Dish, S-U-L-L-Y-D-I-S-H. And in closing, I'm on Twitter too. Enemy Lines Radio at Enemy Lines Radio on Twitter. Same on Instagram. I appreciate any follow or comments. Uh, I spend pretty good amount of time on Twitter. It seems to be the most up to date. Uh, source of information, I want to get something moment by moment. Of course, the Fox app is really good for that too. I perused them all today, guys. I was at Politico. I was at MSNBC, CNN. And I can tell you, I was right about the rehab of Joe Biden. It's going to continue. They're going to selectively cover and not cover things to get him back in the game, or at least get Democrats back in the game. We are less than a week away from the recall. Although a hate crime was committed on Larry Elder today, probably nothing will be done. Nor will, you know, and typically when things like this happen, the opponent, i.e. Gavin Newsom, would come out and, I don't know, disavow it. Remember that? When anything happened in the country, Trump and people like Trump were asked to disavow it, whether they knew about it or not. Let's see if Gavin Newsom is asked to disavow a white person in a gorilla mask throwing an egg at Larry Elder. Thanks so much for listening, tuning in. And any of you who contribute on social media, some have already. I really appreciate it. I'll be back tomorrow and look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great evening. Have a wonderful day tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon.